after these messages we'll be right back i can't believe i ate that whole thing are you in good hands and now a word from our sponsors Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. That is right, we are here to talk about TV commercials tonight. Good ones, and bad ones, and, and ones where people say weird shit like this. When I needed legal advice, I just decided to go to law school and handle it myself. My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Vives. Hi, Andrew. Coming up today, the return of probably the the longest running segment on After These Messages. The only one we haven't abandoned. Ad, Your laziness. Adcolades and admonishments. <laughs> now, I will say it's gone through some changes. It started off as cheese and you G's. Always, you always uh, invoke the specter of cheese and G's. Well, if Just let it die. No, I mean, if we're calling it, I mean, if we're calling it something else, then it isn't the longest running segment on the show. It's like saying that an organization that changed its name isn't the same organization. It is the same. Well, organization. it's like a it's like a football franchise, you know? Are the um, the Washington Commanders are the former team, are the same team that were have been the Washington team? The, yeah, but that's not just them changing their name. They originated in a different city. They originated in. Uh, well, now we're getting into George Washington's axe territory. Well, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, things change, so you have to acknowledge. That ad collades and admonishments in both of its should the commanders always use the R word when they're like we're we're watching the commanders play today, formerly known as the R word. No, no, no. You you took an example. You interrupted me, <laughs> and then took an example about them changing their name. I'm talking about the idea of teams that leave a city and have a different name but are still an organization and often some of the statistics that are with that organization will go back a better example would be in baseball saying that you have the um you have the i was gonna say washington senators i believe they i believe that's a basketball team that plays against um the Harlem Globetrotters. The Harlem Globetrotters, exactly. No, uh, who are what is the? I think the, they're the generals who play against the Globetrotters. Oh, you're right. Who are the senators? I don't know. Do they exist? <laughs> I don't Can know. Can we start a baseball team called the Senators? I don't know. You are way out on a limb over there, friend. I am blanking on the Nationals. Washington Nationals used to be the Expos. And okay. so sometimes if you talk about franchise history, you will kind of mention that, well, if you're going back, but to, that's, because it's the, same, it's the same team. But that's totally irrelevant. Our our franchise has not left the this studio. It started in Los Angeles. <laughs> it did. With cheese and cheese started in, in, in Los Angeles. Right. Now it's in Seattle and it's called Ad Management. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us today. That was your episode of after these messages um anyway here's the deal we had a bunch of commercials that had been kind of uh piling up um that we wanted to talk about and so all of a sudden i looked at the list today i'm like there's so much stuff here yeah that we've been wanting to talk about so let's just let's we've got a real tombus on our hands exactly tombus and, and, and some tombus and some tombus too much good <laughs> stuff too much bad stuff <laughs> So we'll talk about some of the commercials. Uh, it might be more relevant for us just to say this is the, the segment where we talk about commercials that we like and we give them ad collades and that we don't like and we admonish them. <laughs> we used to give them cheese and cheese. Uh, also coming up in uh, the segment where I talk about uh, commercials that I found on old VHS tapes, I have some very weird children's promotional crossovers from the 90s. Like basically like... I have a hotel ad that invokes the Power Rangers in a weird crossover weird. promotion that doesn't make a lot of sense. And now 
I know that I'm somewhat given to hyperbole, but when we check in with the ad council, I have I, I asked you not to even look into this because I want to present it to you on the show for the first time. We have possibly the most bizarre comment we've ever received in the Ooh. history of this show. Oh, I like this. Los Angeles or Seattle era. <laughs> and this this comment is it was left on our YouTube page about one of the commercials that I posted for pantyhose. I don't know if we talked about this commercial. It's for legs pantyhose. Silken mist, I think it was called. We might have talked about it. The comment that was left on that on that video is either chock full of some of the most interesting information about a commercial or it's the absolute fictional ramblings of a madman. It's the George Santos of comments. Yes, I have no idea. If this person, who I don't think is a listener, I think it's somebody who just stumbled on our YouTube page, is correct, it's fascinating. But I need to read this to you, and you got to tell me if you you think I should believe any of the information. I researched some of it, and I'll I'll be honest with you, I, I couldn't... I couldn't independently verify some of the claims that were made by this commenter, Uh-oh. but I'm really excited to kind of dig into that with you. But let's start with some ad collades and admonishments. It's a the first commercial that I would like to lead off with here today. We saw it for the first time, I don't know, maybe about five days ago. Yeah, we were on vacation. It blew our goddamn minds. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And I we, couldn't I, believe, I kept not believing what I was seeing. Do you, it, do, this was wild to me. Do I have this right, that you and I were actually kind of getting up to leave the room or something, and then this commercial came on the yeah. TV, and we both froze, and we're watching it, and then you yelled, this commercial is at you! This commercial is at you. we thought... It was done, and then there was a moment at the end that was even mind-blowingly more they, ripped they out of the pages you, of my life. They Andrew added Walsh. at you more so than I've ever seen. I really, I almost can't believe that this wasn't done with full, like with some knowledge of you as an individual, <laughs> like some TBTL listener. It's so wild <laughs> on Madison Avenue and yeah. came up with this commercial, um, and they and uh, they casted somebody else to play the part of me. So this is um, part of the progressive campaign that we've talked about a lot over the years that we're big fans of the Dr. Rick you're becoming your parents because you're a new homeowner campaign I think right. we're all familiar with it um, and, and what are you if not a new homeowner that is true I am a new homeowner right now yeah. and I think everybody I tried bundling familiar. our uh, our home and auto but we moved to such a sketchy neighborhood that it actually would have gone up if I Uh, had bundled them, (laughs) so I didn't. I think most people are familiar with the concept of these commercials. They're youngish people, more in their 20s and 30s, I think maybe 30s, but they start acting like they're middle-aged or elderly parents. Some of the, 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 is peccadillos the right word? Or the, you know, the stereotypical things that older people might get obsessed with. Yes. Uh, you know, like uh, having too many pillows or too Re- many remote controls. Or as or I did on vacation, reading books about submarines. That's right. Or reading who, Genevieve, who else reads books about submarines? My dad. Yes, exactly. Um, so in this commercial, we see Dr. Rick standing next to 
uh, a concerned looking woman and they're both staring at the husband of this woman who is in his driveway with his garbage bins. Looks like he's got a green yard waste bin, a blue recycle bin, uh, another bin for trash. And he has a squirt bottle and a rag and he is cleaning these bins. One thing that isn't even commented on is also there are padlocks yes. on these bins. This is a man who's also I mean, this isn't even commented on. No, one of my it's just a visual joke. One of my biggest concerns in life is people throwing yes. away their trash or their dog poop in my bins when I leave them at the curb. And what did we do in our old place? We did lock up oh, our, right. our garbage can because somebody the, was using the it. business that was next door to us kept sticking all their garbage in our garbage. Cans. I literally took a drill yeah. and drilled a hole in the lid of the bin or maybe the, the lip of the bin underneath the lid so that I could put a cord and a padlock yeah. on it. And that is that's just one it's of the eerie. It is, and this this guy not only has locks on his bins, which go uncommented on, but he's cleaning the bins. What's he doing? He's cleaning the trash cans. Oh boy. Meeting a new young homeowner for the first time is a unique challenge. So you think you can help? I can try. <laughs> hey, what you doing? Ah, oh, just cleaning my trash cans. Wow. It's important to build trust. See, you put your address and phone number on here. Well, you can never be too safe. With trash? Progressive can't protect you from becoming your parents, but we can protect your home and auto when you bundle with us. Don't look at the hedges there. No one's looking at the hedges. <laughs> As they're walking away, he's done cleaning his trash cans, and he just casually points to his own hedges and says, oh, look at the hedges. They're a mess because they're untrimmed. That and, is... And Dr. Rick said, like, what are the, what are the, what's the other thing I'm obsessed with? The hedges. And also, I have cleaned my trash bins. You like, since we've been here. recently had a whole thing where you talked about how excited you were to finally have, like, a hose situation mm -hmm. where you can clean your trash cans and you uh waxed you know quite poetic about how uh how do people who don't have a, har a, a garbage can like don't have a hose situation yeah. clean their garbage cans. exactly because uh, you, you sometimes i'll get um it's trash questions from so actually speaking of i was going to raise the specter of one of my other podcasts called spotless which i do with hannah brooks olson and we talk about cleaning and i think that um in uh, next week's episode, which will drop on Monday, we're also going to talk about this commercial because we have differing opinions about whether or not this guy is cleaning his trash cans properly. <laughs> we have a segment called Rated C for Clean, which I believe you came up with, I Genevieve, did, yeah. uh, where Hannah and I will take usually a scene from a movie or a TV show and talk about whether or not, like, when if somebody's cleaning something up and I we mean, give it a letter grade as fairness, to how well they're doing. I think they're just trying to shorthand what he's doing. Mm -hmm. He's just like windexing or spraying with a little spray bottle and, and polishing the top of the trash cans. Mm -hmm. I think it, that's more for like the the ease of the the scene rather than like what how you would really need to clean a garbage can which would be the inside of it right well, but i take that to mean that he's already done the inside you are welcome to join us on spotless for <laughs> our rated c for clean i'm going to try to keep my powder dry on this right, topic i right. have a reaction to that um but yeah but i mean i think you could make that argument with any cleaning scene in any movie everything is shorthand right like everything is like we're 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 doing it's this a to montage show you. or yeah, it's a shorthand yeah. yeah that's fine and 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 you're right and i'm not trying to rate this as a as a an effectiveness I'm not trying to rate the effectiveness of his cleaning I just think for the story purposes of storytelling it makes sense to me that this is what they would focus on like and, and, and the commercial and the is so much shorter form than anything yeah. else that we grade and like this the absolute like ridiculousness the over the topness of 
polishing your mm-hmm. trash cans rather mm-hmm. than not even just cleaning it. Like I think most people could identi- could kind of identify with perhaps you get some fish guts or something in your garbage mm-hmm. can and you do need to hose it out. Yeah. But what they're focused on here is like the absurd yet logical extension of that idea. Exactly. And and he's cleaning the tops of these. Like he has pride in the way his yeah. bins look out on the curb or in his garage. He wants them to look good on the outside, not just, you know, without gross debris right. on the inside. But yeah. tell me how this makes you feel because I could not believe how spot on this was in terms of your uh relevant to your interests. I mean, the hedge, when I heard the hedge thing, like, because again, you and I were leaving the room. This came on. We stopped. You're like, it's you. (laughs) And we're just standing there mouth agape. And then all of a sudden, like, we're like, the commercial ends. And then he's like, Oh, the hedges are a mess. And I'm you're just like, we both fainted. We're just like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? I mean, it seems lawsuit worthy, doesn't it? Like, oh, yeah, you're going to sue progressive. I don't for, know. For, maybe. Name, for name, image and likeness. I was going to get some uh, legal advice. But I like doing things myself. So I went to law school. Um, <laughs> but uh, OK, so here I have another. I do love that ad. I think the performances oh, are, as always, these these uh, being your becoming your parents ads and Dr. Rick are truly just peerless in terms of how good the writing is consistently well sort of consistently actually i think that some of them as the trope goes on and on they struggle a little bit more to be relatable i think and i think this next commercial i'm going to play for you which is not an admonishment i still think this next one is funny i saw it today for the first time i think it's less on point maybe it's just lived experiences but like that one of somebody being obsessed with their garbage bins seem and and being also persnickety about their hedges kind of rings true to me this next one seems a little bit more exaggerated and like like there are things that happen in this next one which is focused on behavior in elevators that i think is maybe a little bit more exaggerated so in this one we see a a, a different uh you know a young man who's dressed like an older man in some sort of a windbreaker and he's yeah. uh waiting for an elevator with dr rick and dr rick is specifically taking him on the elevator to tr- teach him how to act on elevators and in this in this he just kind of gives him enough rope and we see how this man <laughs> wants to act to you it may just be an elevator here goes nothing but for a young homeowner becoming their parents it's a learning opportunity come on in <laughs> the more the merrier so people are, are starting to get on the elevator he was already on it so he's holding the door and, and saying what you just heard him say now there's several strangers on the elevator one is a young woman who's wearing a t-shirt that says Paris on it Paris huh <laughs> bonjour <laughs> We got any out-of-towners in the elevator? Tom, it is not easy. Tenth floor, huh? Must be a heck of a view. Okay. Now, now at the very end, everybody is facing the door of the elevator the way you would expect, the way anybody would act on an elevator. But our test subject is standing with his back to the elevator door, staring at everybody as if he's as if he's ready to give a demonstration. Okay. See how everyone else is facing this way? <laughs> Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can't save you money uh, when you bundle home and auto with us. Okay, that was terrible. Okay, let's hang back. We're going to try that again. <laughs> Dr. Rick says that was terrible. A little bit more. Like, I don't think that it is a real trope that older gentlemen stand with their back to the elevator door and stare at everybody. Yeah, that would be pretty... Uh, egregiously antisocial behavior. I do think elevator chit chat and bits in elevators. Yeah, I could see that is a real thing, and I've been in elevators where that's happened, and it's excruciating. Um, so I think that it's as a trope, it's funny and relatable. Um, 
When's the last time? Like, I can't even think of the last time I was on an elevator where somebody was breaking the social code of just shut up. And like, you know, there's a little bit of awkward conversation, like, you know, which floor are you going to or do you want me to push it or not? And yeah. that's always awkward. We, we were just staying on vacation in a place where we were staying on like the 24th floor. So like we were in the elevator constantly. But like for as much as we we're in the elevator, I can't think of anybody who was like making chit chat. No, that didn't happen. We were also... I, it, it was I rarely was in the elevator with more than one or two other people I will say I was in the elevator once without you I was going up to the top floor which is where the pool was mm-hmm. and two middle-aged men men older than me I, not, I mean I'm middle-aged but men who were a little bit older than me probably both got on the elevator after me together like they were traveling together no separate floors so they they I was coming from the Somehow I was on the, or maybe I got on the elevator and one of them was on and then another one got mm-hmm. on. I don't remember the exact order. Sure. I found myself in the elevator with two men unknown to me and unknown to each other who both had like p- towels and pool gear with them. Mm-hmm. And they were doing a little bit of bits with each other, kind of But like, with each other, not targeting you. I'm kind of surprised. I thought you were going to say that like they put their attention on you. No, no. Mm-hmm. And and again, I'm making it sound worse than it was. It, it was 15 seconds, but mm-hmm. it was elevator chit chat of like oh it's a good day for the pool huh you know kind of mm-hmm. that kind of thing and i guess i know where you're going that sort of thing i gotta admit and, they, and i and also to me because i was also going to the pool the only example i can think of during the whole vacation where we could have had an issue like that was me and i didn't yeah. say anything because i couldn't think of anything because you we, couldn't think we of anything were, i was so close to saying something don't to the think guy. of anything was, i know it's awful there was a there was a guy who made we were in an elevator with a it was actually a crowded elevator it was you and me i think one other couple and yeah. then a, a another person who was not associated with anybody else and he was carrying like a crock pot full of barbecue with the lid open yeah and it smelled so good and i was on the verge the verge of yeah. asking if i could have some it's when like, he walked off the elevator it's like how they say you know like if you work in an office and there's not a Michael Scott type in your office, oh, no. you're the Michael Scott type. I do a thing. I don't work in an office anymore, but when I used to work in an office, I used to do a thing where, like, if somebody came up to use the copy machine, I'd be like, Robbo, <laughs> using the copier. It was really funny and relatable and um, just. Yeah, so current. And, and so current and just like, just, it was so funny the first time that we just kept rolling that bit out again. That's great. And again. <laughs> and again. Um, okay, one more commercial uh, from my side of the court here um, that I put on our like uh, list of things to talk about. I feel like at the very beginning of football season, I saw this during a football game. And we never got around to it. It's for Nerd Wallet. And uh, as I was putting the show sheet together today, I realized that it's a part of a whole campaign that involves wordplay. I didn't know that at the time. I thought it was just this one standalone commercial where it is uh, using the concept of dragging your feet to do something and and nerd wallet of course is like a, it's like a financial app basically that helps you i think do banking um as you know like credit card stuff as well as savings stuff and 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 the like um and so they take kind of tropes and then they illustrate them in real life 
Uh, and then they show how Nerd Wallet will help you get over this. So this one woman is saying, oh, man, I was trying to pick a banking account, uh, like a savings account, but I just kept dragging my feet. And we see her going through life like somewhat pulled off the ground and her whole body is just limp and she's just dragging her feet while she moves through the world. Have you seen this one, actually? I don't think so. Oh, I think the visuals, it's very visual, unfortunately. Yeah. Sorry, podcast listeners, but the visuals are absolutely charming I think at one point she's just like kind of talking to the camera and we see her in various situations she's going through a park and she's just like kind of being pulled along by some unseen forces her her feet literally dragging the earth below her and then she just like drags them through somebody's picnic blanket and then we see her in the library you'll, you'll hear a, a squeaking sound while her um, while her rubber shoes the tips of her tennis shoes are yeah. squeaking along the floor as she's dragging like her DK feet. Metcalf making a uh, catch in the end zone. Exactly. Genevieve dragging his feet to uh, to get both of them in bounds. I just haven't been feeling myself lately. I've been trying to find a better way to save my money, but I keep dragging my feet. Oh, sorry. Oh. Oh, I'm out. What a surprise. Now she's <laughs> she's playing softball at some, you know, after work softball league. And she hits the ball, but she's like dragging her feet from home plate uh, down to first base. Oh, I'm out. What a surprise. Library. You know, at NerdWallet, we have side-by-side -side comparisons of top high-yield savings accounts. That way you can make the smartest decision and get the most out of your money. Oh, that's incredible. How'd you do that? I thought you did it. Nerd wallet. At the very end, um, as soon as he gives her that advice, her feet kind of steady themselves and she's no longer dragging her feet. Although it's kind of a bad effect. You can still sort of see that the harness is still holding yes. her up a little bit. I, I don't know why they couldn't quite get that shot. Yeah, better. couldn't they get her just onto her feet and right, just drop it a little use bit? Use a little cut to get her on her feet. But it's pretty funny, right? Like her body language is like her whole body is limp and she's just being dragged yeah. around. I thought it was pretty good. I like that. I like the visuals. I like the oh, I'm out. What a what a shock. Um, I think too, it's relatable as a as a yes, um, a problem that we all have sometimes when our lives and our finances or some aspect of our lives just feels like just too hard to start fixing. I thought the same exact. Yeah, thing. I think it's a really evocative image, yep. and it's very relatable. Now, when I thought it was standalone, I really liked it. I have three more here. We don't have to play them all because they're maybe kind of self-explanatory, but that is by far my favorite of the campaign. That yeah, one is idioms. definitely, yeah, that one is, is an uh, ad collade, but I think this next one is an admonishment. Again, it's nerd wallet. This one is being on the fence, right? And it begins with a woman and we see her in the living room and she's complaining because it's her husband who's on the fence about which, I think which credit card to get or which checking account to use or something. And so literally he's outside sitting on the fence. But what I don't like about this one is the way it's directed and the way they're having her act is she is so toxically frustrated with her husband in this uh -huh. commercial that it's not funny. It puts me on edge. We did a whole show about this years and years ago. Is it not funny, but is ago. it relatable? I don't think so because of the way you treat me. Um, no, I think that we talk about that. Like there are, there are, there are commercials that depict couples in a way where maybe they're gently ball busty, but they're kind of funny and cute. And there's like a, you can see the love there. I'd even say it about the um, the commercial I love with the young couple who are going camping and she right. throws the challenge flag. Right. Like she's 
totally enjoying the moment where she's the, right and he's wrong. I bought a but van couple. That's the opposite because they start off sort of like fun, but they get so toxic by the end, right? <laughs> and this one, she is so mad and, and, and she just comes off as way too frustrated and angry at her husband while he's sitting on the fence and she's sick of him sitting on the fence. Nice. I miss Jim. Ever since we started looking for a rewards credit card, he's been on the fence about which one to go with. Now, it starts off, I, I kind of forgot about that. You don't realize what's going on. You see a photo of her and her husband during better times, and it starts off with her saying, oh, I miss Jim. So you think he's gone, but it turns out she's just mad that he's outside in the backyard. Nice. I miss Jim. Ever since we started looking for a rewards credit card, he's been on the fence about which one to go with. How's it going, Jim? I can't. I can't hear you. Oh, you can't hear me? <laughs> you know what, NerdWallet, we have side-by-side -side comparisons of top credit cards. That way you can be sure you're making the smartest decision when it comes to earning rewards on hotels and plane tickets. So you can get off the fence and we can go to Hawaii. I'm coming down. Do you need the ladder? Yes, I need a ladder. Yes. NerdWallet, the smartest decision for all your financial... I don't know. Maybe I'm just being... It doesn't bother me. ...sexist. Well, there's yeah. some there's an energy to her performance in there where it seems too brittle to me. I do not find it to be too brittle. I find it to be I find her frustration relatable. And I think in the same way that the dragging the feet is a is a thing that people uh, can relate to in like the the more, you know, sort of uh, s symbolic sense of the term. Uh, like the just kind of getting paralyzed and unable to just get yourself together to do the simple thing you need to do. That indecision and being around someone who mm -hmm. is gripped by indecision is incredibly frustrating. And so I think it's absolutely a, a really, I think it's very relatable. I think it has the same same successful uh, take that the previous one did. Like cheaty? Yeah, <laughs> can you imagine? Cheaty from the that'd good place. That'd be great if they could have gotten That's him. why he went to the bad place. Oh gosh, that'd be amazing. Um, what is his name? The actor? It's, I can't, I don't think I ever uh, knew something it. something Jackson something. You know, it's also funny. I, I realized that like the, the husband in this commercial, he has a beard where we see him on the fence. And it's not as especially like scraggly beard. Is that the right word? Scraggly. Um, so it's not like supposed to indicate, oh, he's been out here right. for so long. He has but, a beard in the photo too. Oh, he does have a beard in the yeah. photo? Oh, I thought he didn't. I was going to say he looks like a different person in the, oh, no, I guess no he doesn't. I guess he just has like a scruff in the in the photo. No, clean shaven. Look, I've made a pick. He's very clean shaven in the photo. It's not, it's not clean shaven. It's it's a five o'clock shadow. That is a clean shaven face. All right, we'll put it on the. He's a somewhat. He's a somewhat. We'll do a dark. He's a dark haired man, so you can see. You can. You know, he's a little bit swarthy, but that is uh, definitely not a, a five o'clock shadow. You can see the. You can see the light bouncing off of his upper chin. Anyway, I'll put it on the Facebook group. Um, everybody always decides with you because they like you better. Um, okay, I'm gonna play one more of these. There's uh, several. There's a woodwork one where like bills or notices are coming out of the woodwork in somebody's home and everything is getting buried. It's, I don't need to play that one. This next one I'm going to play and then we'll leave this segment here. Um, this These nerd wallet commercials, we'll leave it here. But this one, I think the wordplay makes a little bit less sense. It's about being up in the air about something. Not that different than being on the fence, right? What I thought notable, what I thought was notable about this one is I don't know if you call it the little tag on the end of a commercial when there's like the main message, but then if it's a funny commercial, 
there's like a little bit of, Im, you know, maybe they improv it or whatever, where the, the joke is sort of extended a little bit. I'd say it's like the equivalent of those hedges are a mess at yeah. the end of the first one. But this one seems like I kind of don't. I don't care for the main commercial that much, but then the little joke that they tag on the end kind of keeps going for a long time in a way that I think sort of redeems the commercial. I think it's funny. So in this one, we see two people in a coffee shop. One is the nerd wallet spokeswoman, and the other one is the woman who she's speaking to. And the spokeswoman is sitting in a chair at a table, and the woman she's talking to should be sitting across from her, but instead she's floating about, I don't know, four feet above her chair because she's still up in the air. So, how's it going? Oh, with interest rates up, I've been looking to get a better savings account. But all the options have you up in the air? Well, yes. You know, at NerdWallet, we can help you make the smartest decision by comparing rates of top high-yield savings accounts. So, as she gets this news, as we've seen in other commercials, she's no longer up in the air. She falls down into her chair, uh, and now she's sitting there. But now a barista walks by and asks them if they want anything else. And then... (laughs) As he does that, the woman makes a joke. He says, like, do you want this or that or whatever? And she starts to, like, fake like she's floating up in the air. Like she sort of gets up a little bit like a corny joke, um, kind of referencing the situation she was just in. And he doesn't get it. Amazing. It's the smartest way to get the most out of your savings. Well, in that case, I'll have another coffee. Oat, almond, regular. (laughs) Did you get it? it. (laughs) It's because earlier she was up in the air and now she's down. Okay. I thought it was good. Nerdwalk. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, enough of that bullshit. I really like the Dragging the Feet one. The other ones I feel like are a mixed bag. Um, I've been talking too much. I'm going to skip my next one, Veeves. What is this Bonobos one? I haven't seen it yet. This one just made me laugh so hard when I saw it, but I didn't write enough down to remember what it was actually for. So I had in my in my phone uh, notes that I keep on this about for this show, Nick Kroll pants phone sex Hmm. and i'm happy to tell you that when you search for those words this is the only (laughs) ad that comes up it's for bonobos which are um like a kind of trendy um male like uh, men's clothing uh Mm -hmm. store i think we actually went to a bonobos over there uh, when we were looking for like a suit for you oh is that where we went yeah yeah and they're our friend's wedding yeah, yeah for your friend for our friend's wedding and it was um it's like very it's nice stuff it's like kind of mid-range price wise but it's it's like young and hip and honestly we were probably too old to be shopping there i think a lot of it well i don't think that's true because i believe the suit fit me perfectly oh wait no they had nothing for this saggy body (laughs) oh wait we ended up at macy's that's that's literally the I mean, that's a that's a Dr. Rick for you right there. <laughs> it really is, yes. Um, we found what we needed at Macy's, I'll be honest. Um, so, but uh, but this is Nick Kroll, uh, of course, uh, you know, well-known comedian, uh, heads up, uh, or, you know, the creator behind, uh, what's the cartoon he does? Oh, Big Mouth. Big Mouth. Mm-hmm. I kept wanting to say Loud Mouth. I was like, that's not right. Um, so Nick Kroll is doing, this is actually, if you liked the Nick Kroll show, which I and very sad is very hard to find uh, on any streaming services. Um, it was a very like sort of sketch driven show kind of, uh, you know, making fun of or, or parodying uh, various types of, of current television. So that's kind mm-hmm. of the energy here. he's like, there's a lot of reality. He used to do a lot of reality, a lot of reality TV, TV parodies. parodies yeah. yeah. So um, this kind of flips this is if you're like flipping channels between different types of programming one of them's like a phone sex line uh, oh, there's commercial. The phone sex. One's okay. like a 
he and he plays all the characters um one of them he's a he's a guest on a talk show that is also hosted by him as a different character and he's doing a sort of tom cruise jump on the couch uh bit but in every case, what he's excited about is his pants. Okay, so does this begin with some sort of exercise yes. show? Yes, one I think? of them's like an exercise okay. show. Welcome everyone, and let's find our fit. You feeling that fit yet? Must be the pants. What can I say? I'm in love. Yeah, he's on a talk pants. show. Yeah, with pants. Want to get into these pants? No. I know you do. I know both. I love my waist, I love my legs, and I love what covers them! This is a man in love. Yeah, that's pants, baby! Keep it going. That fit isn't going to find itself. Yeah, I don't know. Not not doing it for you. I don't know. I'm sort of hot or cold on Kroll. I liked the Kroll show. I think he's really talented in a lot of ways, but he's not a slam dunk for me. He's no Jason Manzoukas. Okay, well, Jason Manzoukas, that's a high bar. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, I think that was Jason Manzoukas doing the voice for Kroll there. (laughs) Just kidding. That's a callback. That's Um, for our friend. That's for our friend. Um, I liked it. I think think he is kind of a slam dunk for me. I, I just like what I like when he's, you know, when I'm watching things with Nick Kroll in it. Um, and I just liked his the vibe of this. Mm-hmm. I definitely. I mean, you know, I don't. I don't dislike it. I don't hate it. He but also doesn't not... do a ton of ads, which I think is one of yeah. the reasons this jumped out at me. Yeah, it is interesting. Like, the man doesn't need money. That's for sure. He didn't yeah. need money before he. No, started he was acting. born rich. Yeah, so... so he can really choose in his projects. Yeah, exactly. Um, you also had one in here that I am completely unfamiliar with, uh, with Jamie Fox and Barry Sanders. Yeah. So Jamie, I'm interested to see what you think about this one. Um, Jamie Fox has been lately been the pitch man for bet mgm which is a, an online betting uh product or service mm-hmm. whatever um and he's doing he's he's done all kinds of ads for them where you know it's not necessarily one consistent uh through line of a story or something he's just like in different situations it's jamie fox uh promoting this uh, this service or this product so in this one i just thought this was it's kind of jumped out at me i don't know i just thought it was worth was worth playing we have uh Barry Sanders, who I learned from this ad, is a former professional football player. And I think the ad knows... <laughs> you learned from the ad that you knew Barry Sanders, right? I feel like you knew Barry Sanders before I did. Why would I have known Barry Sanders? I don't know. Are you thinking of Deion Sanders? There is Deion Sanders, but Barry Sanders... Yeah, you know, maybe the, I am confusing them because they have the I same I know Neon Deion because he was a Falcon, I Exactly, believe. But yeah, I don't okay. think Barry Sanders was a football player that was that oh, I was okay. familiar with. okay. Anyway, I think the commercial kind of knows that not everybody knows who Barry Sanders is because yeah. the commercial goes out of its way to introduce both Barry Sanders and Jamie Foxx by their full names. Okay. And this one we open with Barry Sanders at a pretty palatial, it looks like his very palatial estate, and he's being taught how to play pickleball by this like mm. sort of nerdy looking little little guy who's I guess a pickleball expert and I kind of like the introduction of pickleball just because it's sort of a, it's a thing of the moment yeah. yeah so in the in this in on this pickleball court where he's being taught this former athlete is being taught how to play pickleball and isn't really paying attention uh, or, or working very hard in this at this endeavor uh, just as the teacher tells him to pay attention he gets out his phone to take a call from Jamie Foxx and then as Jamie Foxx is asking him about how he should play these bets that he's interested in making, Barry Sanders is now totally disregarding Jamie Foxx and just responding to the pickleball teacher. But Jamie Foxx thinks he's responding to all of his questions about these, these sports bets. 
Come on, Mr. Sanders. Focus. Jamie Foxx. What's up, my man? What up, Barry? Got time to chat, Ben? Yeah, yeah. All right, good. So we got Sissy over Cleveland, right? Boom, there you go. Mm-hmm. Now, parlay time. Would you put Miami in with L.A., Vegas, Oh, Denver? no, no, no. Terrible. I was feeling that, though. So what did Jamie Foxx want? Oh, I've got no idea. Come on, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's just reacting to his the game he's playing, and um, and Jamie he gives Fox terrible needed. advice. Barry Sanders, though, I'm I'm not uh, out of my gourd on this one. He is a he's a very famous running back. He oh, led, I'm sure he is. I mean, but most people know who he is. He led for rushing yards four times in his career. He re- led for rushing touchdowns. I think I know him because he was playing during the um, Tecmo Bowl era, yeah. um, and so I definitely played a lot of Tecmo Bowl at that time. But Barry Sanders is not somebody who I think needs to be explained to he is to most football fans I guess so most football fans I he's not like Peyton Manning famous though you know like I think he's a different generation and so it's let you know what I mean like yeah. during his heyday he wasn't all over the TV that you were watching during his heyday because he was 80s and 90s right okay well I mean I did watch a lot of TV in the 90s but I, I take you at your word I just thought it was notable that the sh- the commercial goes out of its way to both call him Mr. Sanders in the opening line mm-hmm. and then when Jamie Foxx picks up the phone or when he picks up the phone, Jamie Foxx refers to him as Barry. Mm-hmm. So I think it feels to me like whenever I hear somebody identified by first and last name who is, you know, arguably a celebrity, I feel like it's the, it's the commercial makers not quite trusting that the that the audience is going to know who they are. I I think the same thing about um Frank is it Frank Thomas? No, that's somebody who I only know through his yeah. eugenics commercials eugenics. or whatever. What are they? Newgenics? <laughs> Newgenics. Yeah, right. What a terrible name. What a terrible name. It, all we can think of is eugenics. Um, but you know, Barry Sanders was like rookie of the year. He was the, he was an MVP in '91. He was a Heisman Trophy winner. Like he's somebody who somebody who is watching a commercial for a betting app knows who okay. Barry Sanders. is. All right. Is. Well, that's fair. Well, then then hey. Bet MGM. Trust your audience to know who Barry Sanders is. And he's is. in the in the and he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Again, I never thought he wasn't a famous or successful football player. I just wonder if he if his celebrity transcends football. That might I I don't. He's not OJ Simpson. Who? <laughs> what what's else? he famous what for? Is he, those ads where he was running <laughs> to the airport, right? Never. It's those never has a football player. Never. Naked, it's that movie where he was an astronaut. <laughs> never has a running back that, ever been happier not to be compared to OJ Simpson. Yeah. Um, I have shit. one that I want to play for you because I don't think you've seen this yet. I told you about this, but I could be wrong. Um. But I always call them the Mount Paramount commercials, but I guess it's Paramount Mountain. We talked about one of these a long time ago. I think it was either, a football either commercial. Either construction is terrible. It's terrible, right? Because you have- Paramount Mountain. What about Paramountain? Right. <laughs> that would be better. You have uh, Paramount, right? Of course, the, the yes. movie studio, which is now a streaming service, yes. right? And um, I hear terrible things about Paramount Plus. Yeah. yeah. Is, are they the ones who had the, the Star Trek? They've got all okay, the- Okay, Star- so they're the CBS slash Paramount. Yes. They have all They've the They've got all the Star properties. Trek, yeah. but I've heard that the app is- is terrible. Oh, really? Um, well, they have a, I guess now a series of commercials. They had one that I think was a Super Bowl commercial that you and I talked about a few years back where um, you saw a whole bunch of the famous 
people slash characters from various... It was a big Super Bowl. Yeah, Yeah. from various Paramount Plus properties up on the top of this mountain, right? So they were taking the whole Paramount logo and realizing it into real life, right? Well, this is really interesting... So we love the old sketch show Key and Peel, right? I've been. Wa- I don't know why it was. Maybe because we were talking about this ad, I just decided to. I I drank a Red Bull at too late of an hour yesterday, <laughs> and so I could not sleep. So I just watched about four hours of Key and Peel. It's I funny, got. You I can watched easily so much Key slip Peele into that. that yeah. Netflix had to say, "Are you still watching this?" <laughs> oh, I hate that question. Yeah. Um, but this I think is interesting. I don't know if. If Key and Peel is now also available on Paramount Plus, like it doesn't need to be because no. we're watching it on our streaming services. Yeah. But you have the character that Keegan Michael played, uh, Keegan Michael Key played in uh, in the Key and Peel show, where he's playing a substitute teacher, and um, his name is Mr. Garvey. Yeah. And the whole th- the whole thing is he's getting more and more frustrated because he he mispronounces the name yes. of every kid in the class. They're very basic. He names transformed the name Aaron for to A A Ron. Right. Every every man named Aaron on in America has been called A. A. Ron at this point. <laughs> exactly. And I, I'm afraid to say I'm guilty of that, too. Probably it's hilarious. Saying, probably saying it to somebody named Aaron on an elevator on vacation at some point. I, that sounds like something that, that I stand I by do. it. It's a hilarious joke. If your name is Aaron, I am going to call you A. A. Ron. <laughs> so you have um, you, you see the 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 real life again, it's. Um, they're, oh, they're calling it a mountain of entertainment, uh, but I think it's like they say something like Paramount. Meanwhile, it's a Paramount of entertainment. Yes, uh, meanwhile on Paramount Mountain, and you see this character, Mister Garvey, um, rebooted, and he's up there in front of a blackboard, and he's taking roll call for a bunch of animated characters, and like these are famous animated characters that you can watch their shows from. Uh, is Blues Clues the dog? Yes. I believe so. He's like B. Lou or something <laughs> like that. Um, Dora the Explorer, he messes that up by calling her Diora or something like that. Uh, a lot of these I'm not going to know. I think the first one is Blaze, who I think is a red car from the movie Cars. That sounds right. Um, and so anyway, that's the bit. Take a listen to this. Meanwhile, on Paramount Mountain. All right, let's do this roll call. It's freezing up here. Blase. Where you at, Blase? It's Blaze. Okay, so that's how it's going to be. Blaze? <laughs> so y- y- y'all don't want to play, huh? Well, guess what? I'm not animated. I'm for real. Where is Big Naughty? Is Big Naughty up in here? It's Nate. Say your name right. Nate. Naughty. Nate. Naughty. Nate. Say it right. Naughty. That's better. <laughs> I don't know who Big Nate is. Do you? I don't recognize that character no, at I, all. Other than the the uh, car from Cars. Mm-hmm. Blaze. Blase. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't recognize a lot of this. This isn't really. It's a little outside my area of expertise. Yeah. Be Louie. <laughs> you mean blue? Okay. You want to go to war? You prefer not to go to war? <laughs> Me too. Him yelling at a little animated Blue's Clues dog oh and saying, God. do you want to go to war is pretty funny. He is amazing. I think Dora's next. I'm not sure. Ridiculous. K-Room? It's Chrome. Oh, is it? I got my eye on you. Dora. Soy Dora! Come on! <laughs> she says, Soy Dora! And he breaks his clipboard. A.A. Ron. 
Here, coach. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> and then he says, A. A. Rod. Suddenly, Aaron Darnold, yeah. Aaron Darnold uh, from the Rams uh, pokes his head out. Yeah. He's not animated. I don't know. I, I'm confused. Like, I don't think Paramount Plus is carrying any NFL games. So I don't think that they're carrying Key and Peel. They just had they just to get the A. A. Rod. And they had to get the A. A. Rod to so yeah. get their famous, most and famous Aaron. It would be better if it was an animated character. It would, but I think that they decided to go with the with the stronger joke and it's interesting that the character the the football player is a black man because the i don't know if you remember this but the the final punchline in the original sketch is that he's in this classroom he's a black teacher he's in this classroom full of mostly white students yeah and he's you know saying all of their names jay quillen instead of jacqueline Balake right, instead right. Of blake yeah and then good the, memory on that the final name that he says is of a black student and it is like the pronunciation that he thinks it's going to be so it's yeah. like the joke is about you know black names having a like a non you know non-white pronunciation yeah, or like yeah. a non non-western pronunciation that's not right but like non-white standard pronunciation in fact it doesn't because uh jordan peele plays yes. the the person with the name that is and he says present and he says present <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so it's interesting that like it's I love Key and Peele and I think what they the way they talk about race and racism and like the cultural markers of race um, was so funny and and thoughtful and thought provoking. And that that skit became so popular and it became just like in some of the ways that Chappelle show did, too, where it just became like a like a by not even like it became almost divorced from its cultural context and mm-hmm. just became like a bit you mm-hmm. know a ron yeah um so it's interesting to me that they kind of like circle back to the 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 like racial tension that's at the heart of the joke right exactly you know i mean i don't know how far we want to get into this but um years ago now i'm gonna say like four or five years ago you ever have one of those conversation conversations with somebody or even a snippet of a conversation that just lives in your head because you don't i I was talking to somebody who i don't know all all that well but in a professional way and she's a black woman and for some reason in this very quick conversation we had key and peel came up and she said oh yeah i don't i really don't like that show it's very clear that those are two mixed-raced men Mm -hmm. who are telling those jokes And and they are but it was like a meet and greet. We didn't have time to really get into it, but I've always wanted to sit down with her and ask more like, what do you, what do you mean? And like, why? Because I always thought like, oh, I love this show and I love the way they handle race, but like, I'm a white man. Yeah. Right. And, it, and, and I think about this skit and I'm to- I could be totally wrong here, but of course, one of their other like very, very, very famous bits is where they have a football player, they have football players on the field and they're right. going through all these, again, kind of non-Western traditional pronunciations of names. Mm-hmm. Um, like you might hear on a football game when the players are introducing the Kringle, themselves, right? T- Dingle McCringleberry. Exactly. And yeah. that was kind of iconic for a while, too. And I, I loved that. And then at the end, there's like some white guy from... Dan Smith. <laughs> Dan Smith from, from BYU. BYU, right? And so, again, that's a very... like I was like, oh, that's an interesting way to like approach race or whatever. And, of course, I, I'm looking at this as like two black men who are telling this joke. Yeah. Like, I, obviously, if I was a white person producing that show, I would not be comfortable making those jokes seemingly at the expense of an aspect of black culture and I always wonder if this colleague of mine or this woman who I was working with like if maybe that was part of the thing if it's like taking the piss out of things that 
it seems like they're leaning into their their white culture a little bit to take the piss out of these yeah. other things. Yeah, I mean, I think it's they are masters of code switching, mm-hmm. and a lot of their jokes rely on their comfort at code switching. Mm-hmm. And maybe there is an element of um, feeling like they want to have it both ways. I it actually thank thankfully I did my research and I watched four hours of Key and Peele last <laughs> night. And one of the, you know, how they do the bits between the sketches where they're like talking to the audience and they kind of, they do sort of talk about something that sort of sets up whatever their next sketch is going to be. And one of the bits that they did like that on the episodes I watched was they talked about how older black people, particularly black men, respond to their comedy. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, it was kind of funny. And then they do a sketch about a kind of like a an older black guy who's like trying to go around telling young black men how to how to behave Mm -hmm. anyway what they said was when we this this is the reaction we get from older black men like i see what you're doing there you're on thin (laughs) ice young man i like what you're doing but you're on thin ice young man you better be careful (laughs) and i thought that was interesting because it was a sort of like tacit acknowledgement that they are uh that their code switching can be um walking a fine line mm-hmm. they're wa- they're uh, they're walking the edge a little bit yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's interesting to hear that from one of your black colleagues that like it what plays well to a white audience and what feels very like like we're given permission to to mm-hmm. laugh at something yeah, we, by whites, black people mean, yeah yeah and may not you know be as it may not feel great for a black person to see white people being given permission to laugh at like black names. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like stereotypically black names. I mean, even with Chappelle, who was out there doing very interesting things back in the 90s, that yes. show was on and doing some edgy things, but it was coming from him. A black man so in America, and, and yeah, yeah. And, and of course now he's even more complicated with his takes on things. But I mean, back in the day, but how did we see? Like when we lived, and we don't have to get into details here, but we saw white people in our friend group or yes. extended friend group. I'd like to give some distance here, who would then interpret that like, oh, I can make these jokes yeah. now, and I can repeat this, and right. I can say these taglines, which I'm close to parodying here, but I won't say them. But like, just like, no, don't go around saying this yeah. tagline from this black man's show. Like, just you. You, you can enjoy the art, but it's, it's still not you who should be going around imitating these characters. Yeah, and that's and, ultimately what what made him walk away, right? Yeah, is that he felt that's right. Like it I was being so co opted by like basically like white frat guys. Yeah, you're missing. You're kind of missing the the, the broader point there, maybe in some yeah. cases. So, all right, let's move on here. This is I'm glad this is on the list because um, <laughs> I have seen this next commercial, Genevieve. In the background, probably 4.2 million times okay. over the past several like football weekends. I've never heard it with the sound up because um, I'm always like watching the Seahawks game with a bunch of friends in a bar or something. Um, so I don't really know what happens. All I know is it's Taylor Swift in a montage. Yes, this is a sort of a, a hobby horse that I have or a, a bugaboo of mine. Let me just preface this by saying I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I think that... All, taken all together, she's an extraordinary artist, an extraordinary uh, songwriter and musician. She's a savvy business person. Um, you know, you can take issue with, you, you can like or not like <laughs> the way she does business and the way she drums up uh, attention and, and clicks and album sales and all of that stuff. But you cannot deny that she is a master at it. And I also don't think you can deny that she's a solid hit maker and that she mm-hmm. makes her own music. Like these... You know, she writes these songs and they are, some of them are just fantastic, right? 
Having said all that, <laughs> of her many of her many hyphenate uh, abilities, acting is not one of them. She is just she's almost she almost can't. It's there's something so awkward about her mm-hmm. acting, but yet she wants to do it, and I understand why. Right, like. It's a big chunk. There's a big chunk out there for an for for someone like mm. in her position of enormous power and popularity and beauty. And beauty. I mean, she's also beautiful. She's on the an screen. extraordinarily yeah. beautiful woman. Um, she's got. It feels to her, I'm sure, that she should just be acting, right? And also, I don't know if you know this, you get paid that's, if you act. In that's what I mean. Like there, there, there's there's <laughs> money and 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 you know there's real estate and eyeballs and. Um, there, there's, there's stuff that she can conquer if she can only act. So she does these ads for like she's done, she's done a couple of different products over the years. We've talked about some of them on this show. This is for, uh, I believe, Capital One, the Capital One credit card. Are you um, talking about the Venture X card from Capital One? I probably am. <laughs> I just see it on the screen here. Um, and in this one, uh, the the premise is that these people are using the if you use this credit card. Um, you might run. You might get to meet Taylor Swift. And to illustrate this, as people are using this credit card in various scenarios in stores, wherever um, Taylor Swift is appearing there in various um, personas that she's inhabited over the years. Like she plays every other character yeah, in the she, room. She, like... she plays herself at various different ages, and she probably plays like twenty versions of herself in this. Like maybe a little bit more punky looking version of her to like a uh, kind of a sexy dancey version yeah, and, of her. To and almost like, yeah. all of these are versions of herself that have been in either some video mm-hmm. or you know di- various points in her career, um, and so. Because you know, she's gone through a lot of phases, right? And a lot of, like, reinventions of herself from, like, this young teenage country uh, singer to this t- sort of, like, gothed out, uh, like, very dark. Yeah, you know, you I know. meant gothy, not punky before. Yeah. I think that's maybe more what I was trying to describe there. So uh, we open in a kind of, like, a department store or something, and there's a, a girl, like, a teenage girl with her mom checking out at the at the register. And she turns to see that there's Taylor Swift... Um, in a pretty purple dress, uh, telling another version of her who's like sort of like more uh, sexed up and wearing uh, wearing big headphones that you're being too loud. Now, all of these are ref- everything that you hear is almost almost everything you hear is a reference to some either Taylor Swift song or uh, it was being or, too loud or a song lore of hers. or yeah. yeah. So you're being too loud was like a big song she did where she oh. told all the she told all the people. It was basically like a sort of a. You would not like it. It was like an anthem of like, you know, be accepting and it's fine. It's good. To, it's great to be gay, um, which for I, the record, I am not against. I, I it also, being great to be gay I, I, and I, that I sh- we should accept people. I Why sh- are you telling people that I would not like that? I share that sentiment. This song is uh, to my okay. ear. Very obvious and cheesy. You wouldn't like this song, Andrew. It really says it that has, all just, people are created equal and should be treated with dignity <laughs> and that human rights values. should be extended to all people. You would hate it. You would hate it. No, you would love the message, but you would hate the execution. Um, and so we just go through a number of different scenes where people are interacting with all of these Taylor Swifts. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits, like two times miles on every purchase. The noise canceling. You're being too loud. Thank you. Now we're in a coffee shop. Good choice. 
So I'm going to explain what's going on there. It looks like while they're in a coffee shop, am I wrong? Is he booking tickets? He, like he's just waiting in line. He's booking airline tickets and he chooses uh, the seat 13A. Yes. And it turns out 13 is her lucky number, which she says. And, and she then, kind of points to a big 1-3 that's marked on her hand in big black uh, with big black marker. Yes. And I read about this. Uh, okay. Taylor Swift uh, performs with often performs with the number 13 written on her hand. She considers the number 13 to be her lucky number. She constantly references it, talking about uh, why 13 is her lucky number. In an interview, she said, I was born on the 13th. I turned 13 on Friday the 13th. My first album went gold in 13 weeks. Ah, so it's also just that's, to to me, just sort of like a very goofy and juvenile mm-hmm. take on the world. And it's very in a very blatant. Like, I got to say, I could have watched this commercial with the sound on, which I had never done before, and I wouldn't have gotten any of these. The, you're being too loud. I would have no idea that that's a reference. The 13, I'd have no idea. Now, I'm But they're just, so ham-handed because yeah. like, clearly, they even if you don't know what they're referencing, it feels very like turn to camera, it's a reference. The being too loud, I would not have gotten. I did not get that at all. I don't think that I would have gotten the turn to camera there at all, except you said it. But um, now, because this goes by so quickly, and and because I paused it in the middle, so there's going to be two more quick little anecdotes. There's one where uh, some woman gets on an elevator that is chock-a-block, just filled with a bunch of Taylor Swift. From every era. From every era. And then there's uh, the final one is at a wine bar bar somewhere. Um, And I think somebody one thing we should mention is often the people are shocked to Everybody's see Everybody's excited a to Taylor see Swift. Taylor Swift. Yeah, exactly. In so, the wine bar, she walks up to order her wine, her white wine, and the guy who's already pouring it for some reason, even though she hadn't ordered it yet, is so shocked and and amazed to see her that he continues just pouring it until the glass overflows and, then she and she just has to sneak takes in it away. And take it. Yeah. So I'm going to start it from the beginning since I sort of interrupted it exactly halfway through. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits like two times miles on every purchase. The noise canceling. You're being too loud. Thank you. Good choice. Ooh. My lucky number. Earn five times miles on flights. Enjoy your stay. Going up. And 10 times miles now. on hotels through Capital One oh. Travel. Plus, get access to over 1,300 airport lounges. White wine, please. And maybe see the one and only Taylor Swift. Capital One, what's in your wallet? So there's also some promo there that you can potentially be in a, entered into a contest to see Taylor Swift, I take it? Yes, exactly. Hmm. Um, that's very complicated. It's very complicated. It very messy it's, and stupid. It's Yeah, it's not my favorite. I don't think she has the chops for acting, even in these very circumscribed uh, little vignettes that they've done. Um, but I get it. Like, it's a, you know, I understand why someone in her position would feel mo- motivated to kind of conquer this area of uh, commerce as well. And, of course, you understand why any company would be absolutely thrilled to have Taylor Swift. I'm sure I'm in the minority of people who watch these and think they're bad, but Mm -hmm. like, I just think they're not good. I just don't think about them. Um, (laughs) For real, like when it's on, I'm just like, oh, that's Taylor Swift. Um, Now, if you want to see some more bad acting. This is amazing. So I haven't seen this all the way through. Can I do a quick setup here? You and I were flying back from Hawaii. Our flight was delayed like four and a half hours almost. And um, finally, um, our plane was getting ready to take off in about an hour. We we had a little bit of time on our hands, and we had some vouchers uh, yes. to use from the airline since the delay let's, took so let's long. Let's name check them. Alaska did, yeah. us, did us a solid. 
they felt so bad about the four-hour delay that they just gave us $48 in food vouchers. In food vouchers to use at the airport. Plus, we also got some vouchers for our next flights as well, which yeah. I found out later. Um, so I, I, I do think they take care of folks. Um, so anyway, we're in this airport, in the Honolulu airport, and they... <laughs> They have, you know, as most airports do, they have a little area that's kind of like a sports bar, an airport sports bar <laughs> area. You know, sometimes they're like maybe more Irish bar themed or whatever, but it's a place where you can get an IPA yeah. and a hearty hamburger and pay too much for it if and you don't have vouchers. And there's some TVs on the wall. And there's some TVs on the wall that are always playing sports. Like I say, most of them are kind of more like, I would say, like football focused during the football season. But this bar was specifically a PGA bar Which for makes some sense reason. in Hawaii, right? Yeah, like, I guess true, yeah. No professional football team, good point. lots of golf courses. That is a really good point. You know, I didn't even quite make that connection. I was just like, this is so weird. I like, bet a lot of golfers come through that airport. Didn't I say to you, like, well, you make it because it was our anniversary it happened to be our anniversary <laughs> that's right and our I said, 22nd will you, anniversary will you make me the happiest man in the world and go have dinner with me at the pga <laughs> bar do you know what i later learned is i'm pretty sure january se- is january 7th is our anniversary right yeah. january 7th is also the tbtl anniversary what yes i shouldn't forget either one of them that's ever so again weird. tbtl was uh, is younger than our relationship though i think we just yes. had our 15th anniversary okay. for tbtl and uh, you and i had our of course uh, you're more of like a second wife on tbtl so what sort of resent that <laughs> um anyway so we're in this so it's weird so here it is it's a saturday that we're flying right and yeah. we're kind of in this weird is like the last week of nfl football we're sitting at the bar i'm eating my pork sandwich you're eating your jalapeno poppers or whatever they were and then um and there's like three screens two smaller screens in the corner and they're both playing football and then one giant screen in front of us that's playing golf reruns or something and i'm kind of like can you put the football game on the big tv but of course they can't like, because it's sir, a fucking pga read the sign right i didn't i didn't actually ask that but um so we're just like watching this golf programming because it's like right in front of us and like you turn to me and you're saying I just see all these ads that I would have never in my life seen for like yeah. special shoes that curve a special way right. so that you don't get the golfies in your feet or oh, whatever. I hate the golfies. <laughs> and like all if these. If you got the golfies, you are going to want these special shoes. <laughs> and then there was one <laughs> with some brace-faced white kid, right? And you were just like immediately hated this kid that you knew nothing about. Am I mischaracterizing that? I mean, hate is a strong word. I was like... I was amused by this kid. There was something about his his presentation and his performance that just made me like crack up. He sort of had some jo- not George Michael the musician. I almost <laughs> just said George Michael without explaining. George it. Michael Bluth. George Michael. He had some George Michael yes. Bluth energy. Yeah, big time. Only well, I guess they're a very wealthy family. So yeah, he's got basically. The story of Arrested Development is this wealthy family is sort of down and out, but yeah. he sort of seems pre down and out. Like yeah. he's just like super white and khakied out and with got braces. the polo shirt on and so we saw it with the sound down I didn't even know what they were advertising but that you've tracked down this commercial I sky tracked it <laughs> okay is that it's what for it is? A, it's for a product called oh, sky there it is sky track what is hey Genevieve what is sky track sky track is like a virtual golf training program it's basically oh. just a video game but oh, okay. you, you you know in the, in the same way that if you go into um you know a golf pro shop and you want to like check out the clubs or whatever you you take a swing at a from a little fake green uh-huh. and you swing it at a, a i assume like a just green a, screen a green screen or thing, virtual yeah. into some sort of virtual environment uh-huh um and i believe this is that basically that 
that technology, but for your home. Oh, okay. So we I op- actually, I don't golf, but I kind of want it now. <laughs> of course you do. Um, so we open with an adult golfer. Um, and I don't know if he's supposed to be like a professional or what, but he's, he appears to at first be on like a real life golf course, right? Like we see him about to take a swing from a real life golf course. And then when he takes the swing, the ball suddenly is transformed into going into this virtual environment. Uh-huh. And then he steps aside and this braced face kid comes up and starts practicing his golf swing. And it's all very much aimed at, let's say, dads, okay. realistically, but parents. So this is like the dad of the kid is the adult golfer. I guess it's the dad, but the ad for sure is aimed at adults who like think that they're going to get the next, they're going to have the next tiger. Oh, right? gotcha. Because, because how do these kids get, how do these how do people become good at golf by the time they're 18? They get started when they still got braces on. He takes a swing. Oh, it's a video game. Now it's a video game. Improve your game. Now we're in the home. And like the kid elbows his dad out of the way so that he can get to the video game. The kid's wearing a golf glove in the living room and an Oxford shirt. And his his physical demeanor and his sort of uh, physical acting is so hilarious I don't think this kid is a professional actor well I'm wondering if that kid is a is actually a kid who's like a really good golfer maybe he is a good golfing kid I, are you a good golfing kid are you a good golfing kid I'm looking it says actors none have been identified for this spot but what about golfers they said the same thing about the Taylor Swift one <laughs> Burr. Oh, Taylor, I spot got you good. Okay, um, let's see here. Oh, my gosh, we're already over an hour. We have one more here. This is a commercial that I have, again... Everybody hates this one. ...not really paid that much attention to because I keep on seeing it during football games when the sound is down. But this is, if you don't mind me doing a rushed setup here, this is another Verizon commercial. And Verizon, over the past, I don't know, half a decade or so, has had this amazing ability to take celebrities we like, put them in their commercials, and then make us hate those. Yeah. people because of the commercials. Through Tom- bad commercials and overplaying. Thomas Middleditch is a great example of that. We're fans of him, but he was a spokesperson for Verizon for a while. Yeah, watch out, and Adam he, Scott. And he just played like the most dislikable person in those. There was somebody else who I'm blanking on now. It doesn't really matter. And now they have Cecily Strong from SNL, who somebody who like, I'm not a... I'm not a huge follower of her work, but I'm I'm always net positive on her. Yeah. I think she's a very funny comedian when I do see her. And these this latest campaign started off with her and Adam Scott bantering on top of the big Verizon letters. Um, and it wasn't as hateable as the Middle Ditch stuff, but I really was like... What were you saying about Key and Peele? Like, you're walking on eggs. You're like, on thin ice, you're young on man. Thin ice, young man. Like, it was a little bit cringy. And now, and now, and I don't, maybe you can explain what's going on here. Adam Scott is gone. You have Cecily Strong still being the pitch person here. Oh, Kate McKinnon was the other one that we were like. Oh, yes. You're Kate on McKinnon thin ice, was, Kate yeah. Um, and then you have Paul Giamatti in this, but he's not Paul Giamatti. He's Paul Giamatti playing Albert Einstein yes. for some reason. And apparently he also played Scrooge in one of these ads, which I think I just what? totally like breezed by that that was him playing this in the Scrooge uh 
character. Because to be clear, the spokespeople are playing themselves. Yes. If they're not identified, it's just like Cecily Strong being Cecily Strong, Thomas Middleditch being an exaggerated, yes. annoying version of him. But it's him, right? Yeah, they're but, not in costume. Right, but for some reason, here you have the big Verizon three-dimensional letters outside of some university somewhere. Cecily Strong is sitting on the letter Z. And then who comes walking by with his bicycle but Paul Giamatti dressed up as Albert Einstein. I have heard only bits of this commercial. I am pre-shuddering as I yeah. hit play here. What's up, Einstein? My network has gone kaput. Oh, you tried to save a buck on it. I got what I paid for. Not so smart. Nah, you're still a genius, but there is a smarter way to save. Oh. Switch to Verizon. For a limited time, get Welcome Unlimited for just $25 a line. $25? And it's guaranteed for three years. Brilliant! Well, you would know. I'm switching! I think the bike's probably faster. Now is the best He runs away and leaves his bike behind. I don't know if there's a, a tag guaranteed here. for three years. The savings that last on the network you want. Verizon. Now that's it. I'll, There's probably uh, a whole show to be put together of Einstein doing a dumb thing. I bet oh, you. I bet you that's a trope that's been used before. That's that's actually a pretty funny idea if we could find <laughs> it. Um, I will say Cecily Strong, there's nothing like really dislikable about her in this. Yeah. Like she's not like super sarcastic when she calls him Einstein or says your bike would be quicker. Like she's playing it pretty straight. Yes. So thank goodness there. And honestly, it doesn't make me dislike Paul Giamatti. It just makes me wonder what the fuck they thought they were doing. It doesn't work for me at all. And yeah, same thing. Like I, I'm not particularly put out by either actor I don't like the Einstein performance, I guess. Actually, so I guess I am. Like, yeah. I don't think that the Einstein performance is is good or funny or interesting. Or a good idea. Or a good idea. So, yeah, like, Verizon, you've done it again. Um, and, of course, Paul Giamatti does not say his famous line, I could really use a win here, which I still haven't found evidence of him ever saying in a movie, but I'm pretty sure it's a line that he should say. Um, I Talk about bits that I'm tired of. <laughs> I don't do that bit for you. I do it for me. Listen, <laughs> we've been going, th that segment ended up taking a lot more yeah. time. It was really fun. I'm glad we talked about all of those, sort of cleared the sort of cleared our plates yeah, there of things the that, were, that were kind of building up. But because of that, I think I'm going to skip my BT dub segment today. Those right. commercials with the uh, 1990s children's crossover promos can wait until next week. Let's check in with the ad council. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. This first uh, comment I'm going to um, read for you is actually a pretty good bridge, actually, because it is related to my BT Dubs project. This is a commercial that I found on a VHS tape from the 90s, and I digitized it and posted it to YouTube. Um, and I think we've talked about it on the show before. Maybe you and I just talked about it off air, um, but it's for legs, pantyhose, which, by the way, I think just today, as I was spelling out legs and the computer corrected me that it's spelled L apostrophe E-G-G-S. Okay. And I was like, why do they spell legs that way? And I think it's because legs must have been the pantyhose that came in the little plastic eggs, oh, right? okay. So it's probably like little eggs. Little eggs. For your legs. Yeah. I'm guessing there. Yeah. Um, that's... This was a specific, very, very plausible. This was a specific um, product by Legs called Silken Mist Pantyhose, right? And the reason I think we talked about this is it's very '90s. It be because what were a lot of women, 
um, and, and maybe teenagers wearing in the 90s, but like dark pantyhose, right? Yes. Often like even dark pantyhose underneath like a jean shorts sometimes or something like that. It was like a very big trend. And this commercial is sort of like, and I'm going to use like maybe the, the idea of the time. It's it's This commercial is more about like recapturing your femininity. Is that the right word? Yes. Uh, I feel like I put extra syllables in there. Um, <laughs> uh, and so it sort of begins with this like, very like kind of bluish black and white 90s footage of like kind of women being like kind of almost quasi goth or 90s alternative, right? But it's uh -huh. like, but but legs, silk and mist will get you back where you need to be. And then we see like nice... You, where, you'll, they'll get you back where the patriarchy needs exactly, you to be. Exactly. And like very warm toned colors of a sexy woman getting dressed in her big uh, you know, boudoir somewhere, yeah. right? As she's putting on legs, a silken mist. A room that mist. is totally bathed in amber light. Exactly, as compared to the bluish black and white at the beginning. And you'll hear the voiceover sort of addressed, like, who would want to be caught in this, in this, <laughs> in this unfeminine world? <laughs> Why would you want to live in this dark world? Step into the light with silk and mist pantyhose from legs. Sexy, sheer, luminous. Illuminate your legs and be beautiful. Irresistibly sheer, irresistibly you. Silk and mist, nothing beats a great pair of legs. Okay. So I think we actually did talk about that on the show. However, this comment, so I, I'm in, you know, I'm on vacation last week. I'm probably like, you know, walking on the beach or something and I get a, my phone buzzes and I open it up and it says, you have a new comment on one of your YouTube videos. And so I read it and then I reread it a couple of times trying to figure <laughs> out, am I reading this correctly? And I do not think this is from one of our listeners. I could be wrong. I actually hope this is a listener because I would love, I would love to know who you are, yeah. how you have this information where you got it because I don't think it's right but it's somebody um, and I'm going to say their full name I wouldn't usually do that but uh, on YouTube Mark Aliho maybe okay um, and here's my guess I think this is somebody who thinks they have more information about this commercial including some people who worked on it and are in it and almost left this comment for a search algorithm you know how if you post, sometimes this would happen to me on Twitter when I was still on Twitter. If you post a photo sometimes and you don't put the metadata in there for people who uh, are blind or whatever, mm -hmm. like they, they try to encourage you to, to, you know, put metadata in there and explain what the visual you're posting is. And sometimes if you don't do that yourself as the poster, I would get comments from people who just did that for me. Oh, interesting. And just okay. said, this yeah. is an image of blank, right. carrying blank, you know, under a blank sky, which I believe was a YouTube album. Yeah, carrying blank <laughs> under a blank sky. So, so I feel like <laughs> those were the only photos I posted with people <laughs> carrying things under various skies. Um, and so I think this person, because here, here was my description of this, okay? Legs, Silk and Mist commercial, 1995, aired on FX December 1995 during the show Personal FX from a VHS tape found in a North Seattle garage sale August 2022. I try to keep my... Um, uh, the information in my titles just like very basic like that. Mm -hmm. I'm not usually commenting on them or anything. I just want people to find them. I, I look at this completely as an archival project, right? right? Not me being snarky or, or whatever. So, well, first of all, one person several weeks ago just posted, is this Linda? <laughs> Without an exclamation point. Linda who? 
That was three months ago. Four months ago, this person, Mark Alijo, wrote, wow, exclamation point, or Alijo, or however you say his name. And then a week ago, th no, three days ago, Mark Alijo came back after four months, came back to this and left this comment. This is a wonderful retro television commercial for Legs Silken Mist Pantyhose, part of the Sheer Elegance family featuring Katrina Boone in a sexy white dress designed by Emmy Award winner Ellen Mirajnik, best known for her work as a costume designer on television, film, and theater since 1978. Um, quick, I'm going to jump in here. Um, I did look up Ellen Mirajnik. She is very famous as a uh, costume designer and also appears in some TV show that's uh, like Bridgerton or something. Apparently she oh, even okay. ap appears in Bridgerton. Filmed in both Los Angeles, California and New Orleans, Louisiana, USA. Isabel Rosalini voiceover. Why would you want to live in this dark world? Step into the light with silken mist pantyhose from legs. Sexy, sheer, luminous. Illuminate your legs and be beautiful. Irresistibly sheer. Irresistibly you. Silken mist. Nothing beats a great pair of legs. Legs supports great legs. Ask for it by name in stores now. Aired on FX in December of 1995. So taking my little bit of information there of where we got it, but then writes the entire voiceover yeah. there but and credits the voiceover to Isabella Rossellini which this does not sound like Isabella Rossellini to me and I looked up she has up, a pretty heavy Italian accent and I looked up like I, I typed in her name and legs which again is spelled this very specific way and I get zero cross reference on the internet that she ever did voiceover for this and company and she would have been a big star in 95 like this yeah, was a, a very weird VO for her that where she wasn't where it wasn't you know, like with Ving Rhames, with uh, Arby's, like he's doing Ving Rhames. Like we recognize right. his famous voice. She has a pretty well-known voice and I don't think she would just be doing like random voiceover. And I think it's in an American accent, right? Yeah. Take a listen to this again. And also whoever this Katrina Boone is, I with a very, very who's supposedly the the actor in this or one of the actresses in this. Um, I couldn't find any like definitive like Katrina, but it's not it's not the most unique name in the world. There could have been a you know, a commercial model, Katrina Boone. But I, I just, like, there's so much detail here. I feel like it must be right. But this does not sound like Isabella Rossellini to me. Why would you want to live in this dark world? Step into the light with silken mist pantyhose from legs. Something about the way she says pantyhose is very funny to me. Sheer. Luminous. Illuminate your legs and be beautiful. Irresistibly sheer. Irresistibly you. Silken mist. Nothing beats a great pair of legs. I just do not hear Pantyhose. that being... I do not hear that being <laughs> Isabella <laughs> Rosalini. It sure doesn't sound like her. Here's an interview with her from the 90s. It looks like she is on the... Um, uh, what is Rosie this? O'Donnell Rosie show. O'Donnell show here. Take a listen to her voice. I'm just grabbing this totally randomly. I was a fan of the show, yeah. and then they asked me to be a guest, and uh, they asked me which disease I wanted to pick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of picking a disease, I decided to do uh, a story on infertility and adoption because I have uh, I have adopted one child and. You know, as you know, sometimes there are stereotypes about adoption. So, so if that I, was her, like she would have to be d doing an American accent, then why would you hire somebody with such a distinct, a famously beautiful, beautiful Italian, Italian, Italian accent? accent to do it? There's no way there's no this way person accurate. is right on that, right? Maybe it's not that Isabella Rossellini. 
<laughs> it's just like a woman that happens to have that name. But I'm just so like, if this is a listener, Mark, please, Mark, get, please reach get, out, get at us. You know, I'm not trying to dunk here. I would love some answers to this because there is somebody who's Ellen Mirajnik, and the fact that like it says that this was shot on two locations, one in L.A. and one in Louisiana, like one in New Orleans, I should say, like. Where's this information coming yeah. from? Now, I went a little bit deeper. None of this gets more satisfying. <laughs> what I really want is, and I've said this before, and I think there are probably reasons, very specific reasons YouTube doesn't allow you to do this, but I wish you could click on an, a YouTube user's name and see all of their comments yes. on other things. I think YouTube probably tamps down on that to avoid like Twitter-esque fights yes, and whatnot. and harassment. You can still respond within the same post or whatever, but to avoid harassment. However, you can click on a username and look at their profile. You can look at other videos that they've posted. You can look at playlists that they've created. Just, you know, a playlist just means you found things on YouTube and you've arranged it in your own page as a as a playlist. Um, various channels that they subscribe to and there's an about page where you can fill out some of your stats. Well, here's one thing. Here, here are the things we know about this this character, Mark. Uh, joined YouTube in 2021, so not, you know, not a power user for a super long time. Has only posted one, com one video of his own and it is a legs television commercial from 1995 it's not mine from 1995 he posted this a year ago what i find interesting here is for somebody who left a very detailed comment about all of the details of the commercial that i posted when he posted his he gave no description at all and the headline is just nine convert.com legs commercial 1995 it's like this weird gobbledygook where he didn't even edit his own subject line here's the commercial in question here now legs smooth silhouettes pantyhose changes the rules don't spend your life in the gym don't skip dessert just look like you did with new smooth silhouettes from legs a whole new kind of pantyhose they slim and don't skip dessert just look like you did just cram so, yourself into some shapewear yeah he's so, just obsessed with pantyhose that's what i thought at first i'm like is this somebody who's just like you know maybe slightly pervy <laughs> or <laughs> username slightly pervy but then what i found absolutely fascinating about this user which i guess would be interesting if this person is a listener but i don't think they are is when you get to their playlists section this person is definitely obsessed with commercials and yeah. not all of them or even most of them seem to be pantyhose related. It's just the other one that he posted himself. There's all these collections, mostly of commercials, and these are some of the 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 categories that he has created for organizing YouTube videos that he likes. Strength, well-established, pretty unique, pretty edgy, excellent, mixed, <laughs> Very effective. <laughs> Something called We'll Keep America on Its Feet. <laughs> we should do a show based on each one of these playlists. A lot of these playlists contain montages of commercials, some of which are like 20 minutes long because they're all from like this ABC showing of the Goonies right. uh, in 1992 or whatever. Yeah. So it would just be thousands of commercials probably. Dazzling, astonishing, cult classic, pretty, beautiful. I wonder, like, how uh, you divide those. I only those made pretty, up. not yeah. beautiful. That sucks. <laughs> Good, clean, fun, fair and simple, cool, silly, sexy, important issues of the decade, hmm. extraordinary, sexy and fun, more cool. There's good, clean, fun. Yes. 
then there's also sexy and fun. There's also red hot fun in all Ooh, caps. Oh, that's even more Let's sexy. Let's see what's in there. How many videos are in uh, red hot fun? It starts with a Stacy Lottisaw interview with Donnie Simpson in 1989. I don't know what any of those words mean. Stacy Lattisaw. You're looking good, too. You look thank great. You. This, you. What is this suit? You look made nice, out of? too. Oh, thank you. This is, you know what? I don't know what this is made out of. Anyway, I I think that what I've done is, and again, no offense, Mark, if you're a listener and I'm wrong about this, but I think maybe I've stumbled on the YouTube page of somebody who just likes to organize things. Almost all of these playlists, by the way, wow, have been updated in the last week. I can. And it scares me yeah. <laughs> because like there's some sort of a yeah. organizing principle here that does not dude. make any sense to me at all. If it's Except for Red Hot Fun, if, that I get. If it's relevant to you, um, somebody by the name of Mark Eligio, the same spelling, also joined Twitter in uh, 2021. Really? Because I looked for that handle on Twitter and I couldn't find it. It doesn't have the numbers after it. Oh, just I see. Interesting. And do you see, do you draw anything out from that? Yes, it's a lot of stuff about like uh, cinematography, just like huh. like little trivia bits about various Hollywood cinematographers and stuff. So yeah, so somebody who's also obsessed with the details. Yet, and that's the thing. I'm not trying to make fun of this person if they're a very detail oriented person and are interested in this, but like I'm confused as to why though. Like clearly, the Isabella Ro- Rosalini thing is just wrong. I think so. Yeah. So like, where did this information come from? Where did the is this, any of it right? This was shot on two locations. One being L.A. Sure. Why not? Yeah. I thought for sure that was going to be followed by New York, but no, in New Orleans? And why? I mean, these are all on set. Why would you create another set in New Orleans? I don't know. Anyway, I don't think this was necessarily the best segment of After These Messages well, ever. Going down a pointless rabbit hole is sort of our brand. But so. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm as obsessed with that as that person is obsessed with my uh, commercial that I posted. I would like to end the show there, but I feel like I need to play one more commercial because it's sort of timely here. This is from listener Alfie, who's a relatively uh, new listener and who's been kind of catching up on the archives. Thanks, Alfie. We've read other comments from Alfie uh, recently. Um, And Alfie says, I just saw this commercial. I immediately thought of you two. It's a very specific concept for a commercial. It's post-holidays cleanup and a grateful sentiment from Amazon. Says I saw a particularly uh, a shorter version of this that was particularly effective. Uh, anyway, this is the full version here. It's called Boxes from Amazon, and I am I understand why I understand why this caught Alfie's eye and and why it would fit on our show because. It's an interesting spin. Obviously, Amazon is a company that we have a, 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 a sort of complicated relationship with because I think they're a very bad company, but also they are a service that is so yeah. tantalizing and we do use them um, somewhat guiltily. Their advertising campaigns are very good yeah. because they have bottomless pockets, but also infuriating because they're trying to whitewash some of the the, the labor issues that they're definitely guilty oh, yes. of. They they whitewash their terrible um, uh, uh, environmental impact by buying the arena in Seattle and calling it Climate <laughs> Pledge Arena, like whatever. Well, this commercial focuses on secondary uses of Amazon boxes without saying anything what we see is just a montage of 
post-Christmas scenes. It begins with a, a shot of an old Christmas tree laying on the sidewalk in a city somewhere collecting snow like somebody has, has gotten rid of it. And now we just see a bunch of people taking down their holiday decorations, taking down the Christmas lights from the, the fireplace, uh, deflating the giant snowmen and Santa decorations in the front yard, packing up ornaments and decorations, a whole montage of people doing this and very sentimental, right? Like we see somebody looking kind of sad while they're vacuuming up the pine needles where the Christmas tree used to be. Um, beautifully shot, but we constantly see as people are taking down these decorations, what are they putting them in? They're packing them up in old Amazon cardboard boxes. <laughs> I love the sound of those Christmas lights coming yeah. down. There goes the snowman. There goes the snowman. Here's somebody, p- people packing up ornaments and putting them in, in the boxes. And just every now and then you see the Amazon smile on the side of the boxes. A kid looking kind of sad as she's taking down her paper snowflakes. People putting the boxes up on high shelves and garages and attics. <laughs> Putting away a snow globe. Then it says, thank you for letting us be a part of your holidays. What did all of these decorations come out of? I've been using the same cardboard box for my Christmas decorations for 15 years. Yeah, but time marches on. You know, like eventually those cardboard boxes fall apart. And I could take care of them. I I mean, just like putting our feelings about Amazon aside, like it's genius. It's smart. Yeah. It's genius. It's a good ad. It's so good. And it also... It, it underscores, too, how many Amazon boxes came to your house during exactly. the holidays. Right? You have these boxes sitting around. And it also sort of implies, like, also, you can reuse these boxes. Yeah. We're not killing the environment. That's fine. Right? Like, don't worry I about just, it. Oh, Alfie, thank you for sending that in because yeah. I, don't, I, I had not seen that. And I just think that, you know, I just really appreciate... A, a twist like that, you know? I mean, it's just, it, it, I don't know, man. Again, terrible company, brilliant commercial. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. A 90-minute show. Oh, you're kidding. Nope. Yikes. Well, we got but some, I have a few more things some, to say about that YouTube post. We got some accolades and some admonishments done, everybody. <laughs> Uh, if you have any accolades or admonishments of your own, please get at us. At but not towards us. I don't want to no, hear any admonishments wanna, about today's show. I do not want to be admonished in any way. I will take some accolades. Um, but you can call us at 607-444-5597. You can email us at after these messages show at Gmail. Get at us at the Facebook. Obviously, do get at us. On the YouTube page, because Andrew is paying attention. Clearly, yes. And, of course, on the Facebook group. Now, I'm going to give you one last shot maybe to rescind the poll that you're going to put up. Because I have now grabbed the screen cap of this guy who definitely, does not have a be- who definitely does not Fine. have a beard. And I've, I've you know, made the picture bigger so you can very clearly see that that man has no beard and no five o'clock shadow. Do you still want to put this on a poll? I absolutely do. You st- you're looking at this right I'm now and you still right think now. that he has a five o'clock shadow? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. See y'all on Facebook. Talk to you guys next week. Red Dr. Guns couldn't stop me. I burn headband, my eyes all droopy. Have gooey foodie, zoobies in my poopy.